I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone, and welcome to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of the history. The title of our podcast today is The Diabolical Dr. Cream. Dr. Cream was a physician who, in the late 19th century, um, committed a bunch of murders. And we're going to talk about all of his dastardly deeds. Uh, but before we do, let me remind everyone that uh, we are a comedy podcast and we sometimes use adult language. So if adult language offends you, what shall they do, Charles? Uh, very nicely put, Charles. <laughs> I, am, <laughs> I am joined, as always, by my two colleagues, uh, a lady who... Um, it's been, her reign is, uh, hopefully will be as long as Queen Elizabeth II. The very, uh, she's, she's a kind-hearted woman. She's known as Brandy, Brandy the Benevolent. Her Majesty, Queen Brandy I. How are you, Brandy, if at all? Well, Timmy, you know, we're all just kind of hanging in here. And uh, Noah and I are watching Squid Games today, so that is something that we're doing. And you know, are there actual are there actual squids used for that show? Uh, we are only on the third episode, so I'm not sure yet. They may come in later. Well, I you know I. I'm, I'm concerned about the squids, Brandy, because, you know, they are an endangered species because don't they, don't they throw squids like on, uh, at hockey games, Colonel? Um, what? Indeed they do to me if, if they're not happy with the, uh, officiating of said game, they will throw a squid. Now, I don't understand why they will bring a squid to a game on the off chance it might be a bad call. <laughs> And there's no reprieve for said squid, the squid likes if the hockey. referees do a fine job. Yeah. Well, the squid's dead. It's a dead squid. Oh, well, that's dumb. Oh, it would be better if it was a live squid they threw. Who just walks around with a oh, dead yeah, squid in their they pocket? Could. Well, I mean, some people some people do. It can happen. Judge, devil. Noah says he does. 
So, that's well, see, a, there you go. Well, that's a load of shit. So, <laughs> I am awesome. Is that enough brandy time, Colonel? You think, or was it a little too much? But yeah, we're, we're okay. Can you edit some of that out because it was a long, long brandy. It was a long, yeah, yeah segment. Oh, okay, so we're going to do this today. This is amazing. I mean, Brandy, let me introduce a man who, who really doesn't even need an introduction, but we're going to give him one anyway. Mm. He ha- he is, uh, you know, in these troubled times, Brandy, we, we look for guidance. And some people join cults. Some people turn to religion. But many people turn to the colonel, Brandy. They, they absolutely do not. He, he has been described as an oasis in the desert of despair by no one he's a best-selling author is not uh what's what's the name of plug your book again uh, colonel what's the name of it how to make love to uh, and and i understand or your partner <laughs> oh you've expanded it that's nice well if it's yeah if it's not solely a woman you know then you uh, yeah i had to i had to widen the market timmy and I know you would. It's a wild market out there. You should. Um, and Brandy, it's not. This book is not just for just for men. Uh, it's for ladies too who want to know more about their own bodies. They can read. They can read Colonel's book and uh, get a lot of insight on the female anatomy. Yeah. 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 Probably not though. A man who has. Uh, oh, he's already been described. He's a best-selling author, nope. the very honorable, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? Well, I'm, I'm good, Timmy. I'm good, Timmy. I uh, had a had a week of interacting with a couple of uh, the dweebs who have, well, three of them, and one of them I'm kind of going to let down and disappoint. But. Well. It's like every other uh, woman in your life. <laughs> well, yeah. Who have you been interacting with? Um, Kim- Kimberly Bryant uh, sent me. She listened to our Rasputin video. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. It's like a circus in my and, house right uh, now. I apologize. Do you have a tranquilizer? Dart? Are there little? Is there a little clown car? There? If I had a tranquilizer dart, I would shoot it in my own neck. Are there little? Is there a little clown car with the clowns getting out? Uh, there is a little monkey riding a little horse. Yes. Sweet. With a little hat. Little hat. I think it's a Shriner. I don't trust Shriners, Colonel. No, no. They got those little cars and yeah, the little bikes, funky little tricycles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta watch out. Well, so mom got the full blown little tiny mini Indy cars, Timmy. Timmy. Oh, I didn't know that. I remember. I just seen oh, him with yeah. a little hat, you know, little fez. Checks all up on his Shriners. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, not everyone can pull off the fez look, Brandy. The little hat. So I hear. Not everyone can pull it, pull that off. But yeah, they, you know, they ride and ride around the little, little tiny tricycles. You know, they're screaming, look at me, look at me, you know? Fucking, fucking. Shriners. Wow. I, I don't, I don't understand why we've already gone, like, we've, 
We've already taken a left here. We don't. I don't give a shit about the Shriners. Finish well, introducing. Well, okay, well, I will, I will get back on the subject, and so we can get to no, this story. He's, he's telling because Doctor Cream his, is demanding attention. Well, he uh, the colonel was telling us about his interaction with some fellow dweebs. And, yeah, and you know most people are interested in that brandy because they we truck and I care about our listeners, but apparently we do you care don't. about our listeners. Yeah, you know you no, like no brandy's like screw those people. Yeah, I got things to do. Screw things them. Let's talk go. about the Shriners instead. Exactly. All right. Well, I'm interested. So, in the, in our in our listeners, go ahead. So, uh, I had I let's see. Kimberly Bryant Dodd was listening to the Rasputin episode, and she sent me a video by Boney M of Rasputin, his song. Oh. And it's one of the most spectacular things you will ever see, Timmy. Boney M. Look it up. Rasputin. Boney M. Is that a rapper? Mm, he's kind of a... He's kind of a... He's kind of a guru to me. And he has like MC Hammer pants. and Oh, nice. He dances really well. and uh, He dances like the colonel. He dances like you? And he does. Well, I'm he sure does. he is. I'm sure it is... Outstanding, Colonel. Hey, stop it. Stop it. Um, so, <clears throat> then I had Amanda Stanley mm-hmm. send me a uh, uh, link to the Hobo Code, Timmy, that she got from the Facebook page Weird History. It's a there's a and, code. Uh, it's there's a code, Timmy. There's a code. Do you have it in front of you? Well, I have uh, I have some of it. Well, and it's the way that they would mark buildings, Timmy. Whether you were happy like a cross meant um, if you were willing to talk, you know, about a little uh, religion, they might give you a meal. They called it angel food, Timmy. So uh, they might. What? So they? What do they put on the house? How would? I mean, what? What is it? Well, they'd scrawl it in. Like if they scrawled in a cross, it it'd know a house if you was, you know, they're hobo willing friendly. to be the reverse. This house was hobo friendly if you was willing to tolerate a little, you know, religious talk. Jesus. Ah. And you could get a meal. They called it hobo food. Now, if you saw a triangle with hands, um. It meant the homeowner had a gun. Had a gun? And if you saw... Had a gun. Yeah, and if you saw a horizontal zigzag on a pole or near a house, it meant that uh, there was a dog there. Oh, man. Why didn't they just draw a picture yeah. of a dog? Well, I think that's... A dog is too hard to scrawl. And if and you it's saw obvious. a top hat and a triangle, to me, That it's obvious. That, I mean, there's just so I many. I mean, couldn't you just put a dog is here? There's a dog here? Like, no, right then it wouldn't be code, would it? <laughs> and if you ran across a circle with two arrows in it, you are in the middle of a hobo-free zone, Timmy. A hobo-free zone. A hobo-free zone, and that meant just get your ass out of there. Just keep moving on. Keep moving. Hobo free keep, zone. Just keep moving. I, yeah. Why is this happening? Well, I mean, you know, 
I, you got nothing. Can we talk about Dr. No, Crane I, now? Well, no, I, I mean, you know, they're fucking hobos, you know? I mean, they're almost as bad as Shriners. I mean, I the, like, the, the worst thing possible would be a hobo dressed as a Shriner. You know what I mean, Colonel? Why? I think so, yeah. I don't understand well, why you are a on a tear. A Canadian hobo, Timmy, a Canadian hobo oh, dressed as a Shriner. Well, you know, it's funny you mention that because uh, I I was just reading a chapter in your book, Colonel, on you uh, on your book, How to Make Love to a Woman. You have a, a whole chapter on hobosexuals, right? Well, j- uh, just a paragraph, really, but yeah. So just tell us, Colonel, what's a hobo? What is a hobosexual? Just a paragraph. Colonel. A hobosexual oh, is somebody who will uh, surf a couch, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Uh, for uh, you know, they're looking for a place to stay, and they will sleep with you to stay at your house, Timmy, for the night. Yeah. And, and as as I said, it's what we used to call plenty of fish, <laughs> but uh, but a hobosexual means that you know, yeah, that that person will spend the night with you. Just have, have a, a bed. Just have a bed. Intimate relations, just to get a good night's sleep and possibly a meal. Wow. And so yeah. Well, we were talking about hobos a while ago, and you mentioned Colonel. One of the problems about uh, the hobo lifestyle is that they share a bottle sometimes. I think when people they do when a hobo dies, they get they get in a circle and then they share a bottle. of uh, whiskey or wine or whatever. Mogan David, Mad Dog 2020, whatever Mogan David. Because they're Thunderbird. kosher. Thunderbird, yeah. And we were talking about, you know, whether it would be a good idea to drink after a hobo. And you're you're kind of against that, aren't you, Colonel? I would never drink after, after a hobo. Because they don't have the greatest I'm... oral hygiene, Brandy. I don't know if you realize that or not. But... Well, you don't know where they've been uh, couch surfing. They, uh, I'm sure they haven't been vaccinated. Well, no. and you know they they eat a lot of sardines, and they do eat a lot of sardines and beans right yeah. out of the can, Timmy. Right out of the can. Uh, duh. Well, fucking hobos. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the hobo lifestyle is not for me, Timmy. So what else is going on, Colonel? What other, what other interesting... Well, then... Uh, as you know, we well, took a long time a, with... Brand, we had a long brandy time, so feel free to... Long this brandy time. This seems to be never-ending, but whatever. Okay. Rita, want, uh, they wanted me... They had, a, they had a pretty serious personal dilemma to me, and they wanted me to uh, give the answer on the show. I doubt it. And I, uh, I got a new phone, so I lost the message, so I, I'm not really sure who it was, and I can't help you. All right, so one of our listeners reached out to you for guidance, and yes, and, as often happens to me. And you lost the message. Wouldn't it been in the? Uh, wouldn't it be a DM, or did this come from some other uh, application? No, it was a DM, but I, uh, I get so many, I will start to clean them out, and I, I lost this one to me, and I'm. Uh, it's it's unfortunate, you know, because they said that I will I will wait to hear the episode before I proceed forward, and uh, you're gonna have to send that to me again. Well, Colonel, you, know, you should just you hold, know, you hold should, place. You should, Colonel, you should get a you should um, you should be on TikTok. 
and you can answer people's questions when they're looking for guidance and things. Or, you know, that that might be, yeah, instead of working at the soup kitchens and the churches and the volunteer oh my work God. That throughout the community, maybe I'll get a TikTok and, and uh, answer questions for people, yeah. Well, uh, Brandy, did you know that the colonel now has an OnlyFans uh, page? Really? Where he, yes, and he, uh, for, you know, for compensation and... and Mm-hmm. He gives all the money, his money to charity. Well, and I don't know if you he heard th- this, but my field of fucks to give about that is completely barren. So if we could well, move a lot on. of women, a lot of women has asked us, you know, when he was going to get this OnlyFans page. And, Absolutely, uh, they were he not. Would, he was asked. Would, her, Timmy, hold on. Her, her, her feelings are as barren as her. Postmenopausal loins, Timmy. Wow. <laughs> Postmenopausal. <laughs> that is something from you. You know what? That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> you should But say- uh, Brandy, he's gonna he's gonna he you know, if the if the ladies out there or or, or some men would like some uh boudoir pictures of the colonel? Nope. He he will be on OnlyFans. Uh, absolutely not. Absolutely uh, not. He'll take he'll take a picture where he's laying on a rug, with just a boa. No, he's not Burt Reynolds. Sure. We need, this rug? needs to stop. I mean, I I'll grow a mustache out for you real thick. I just Got a cowboy hat on. I just want to not ever hear about him having a fans only page ever. Well, ever again. Well, I, I mean, you know, it it, it will be, you know, it, it, it'll be very. Yeah, popular you got nothing. You got nothing. You got nothing. And nothing. some men, some men will 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 sign on that too. So, look for uh, the Colonel's OnlyFans page. Yeah. No. Absolutely not. It's free. It's not behind a. It's not behind a paywall. And and it's not behind a payroll. And it's it's. In fact, he'll pay you. Done, Colonel. It's tastefully done. I think that's the that's the key point. You know, he it, it's not like just you know some some women out there on those OnlyFans pages. They'll get it and you know do all kind of uh, poses and things that are just not tasteful. But uh, not the way with the, with the Colonel's page. Or they'll be very tastefully done. Something that uh, mothers can share with their daughters. Right? Absolutely, fucking not. <laughs> Jesus God. Oof. Thomas Neil Cream, Brandy. Good. Thank you. In a wild room with black curtains at the stage. What in the fuck? Thomas oh, Don't you know anything about classic rock and roll devil? Can't he just Ginger get Baker, out the first Eric fucking Clapton, line? And cream. Can't he get out cream, the first devil. line? Well, when he said cream, I just automatically kicked in. Well, the, you shouldn't. Yeah. Ever. Just settle down. Okay. okay. Thomas Neil. Go ahead. <laughs> Thomas Neil Cream was a Scottish-Canadian doctor and serial killer. So he, he was uh, multi-talented, Brandy, who poisoned his victims and was executed after his attempts to frame others for his crime. 
and brought him to the attention of the London police. Dr. Cream, and we don't usually do people who poison because, you know, it's just not as cool, I think, as an axe murder or something. But No. But I made an exception. It's so sneaky. It's so sneaky. I I don't respect a poison. To me, now, axe murder, he comes right in and just chops people up. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's right There's up front no, with uh, it. Yeah, he's up he's, front. Right. He, he's looking you right in the eye like Michael Meyer and just saying, you know, this is then. But a poisoner, you know, you sit down with them and they're smiling in your face. You're eating your yeah. fettuccine Alfredo. And then the next thing you know, you're dead. They are sneaky. They are sneaky, Brandy. You have to admit that. Well, I, I, first of all, I admit nothing. Uh, but you seem to know an awful lot about poisoning. Well, he, uh, the colonel knows a lot about everything, Brandy. Yeah, I mean, it's just in my, just in my range of knowledge, which is vast and really unfettered. Well, it's something. Continue. Dr. Cream is believed to have been responsible for at least five murders in the United States and Great Britain. Actually, he he uh, killed at least one person in the U.S., Canada, Scotland, and England. So he, he spread he got around his victims. Yeah. Most of his victims were prostitutes. Not hobos, Brandy, but prostitutes. Oh, okay, good. Thank you. If it was hobos, you know, I'm, I'd be kind of on board. But anyway, they were ladies of the evening who provide a very valuable service to the community. Wow. Uh, the reason why wow. we're talking about him, though, is uh, it has been claimed that his last words, he, he was found, he was caught, found guilty, and he was um, hanged. Was his last his words? Last wo- Fuck Charles, his, that dumbass. I feel like that's his last what it was. Wor- his last words was, I am Jack. A reference. Many the guy from the Titanic? Now, a reference many believe to have been a confession of being the notorious Jack the Ripper. But I'm not sure I'm buying that because, you know, I had an uncle, and when he would drink, he would call everyone Jack, you know, and be like, mm-hmm. you, you know, you know, the kind I'm talking about, Colonel, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be like 10. You better and, watch your step, Jack. Yeah, I'd be like 10, and he would say stuff like, you can't live forever with your parents, Jack. You know, he had a point. That dog. Someday you're gonna have to go out and get a job of your own, Jack. You know, that's. I had an uncle. You know, they they would say that dog don't hunt. Uh huh. And I did have an uncle who always would say, "That dog won't fly, Jack." (laughs) And I always wanted to ask him, but I never wanted to engage him too much because he was always drunk. (laughs) What dog does fly? What dog does fly? That's a good question. Underdog. Yeah. Underdog. Yeah, maybe. Underdog. You know, uh, I'm glad you brought up underdog, Brandy, because we are, <laughs> we are going, we are heading to that time of year. You really, yeah. you really, really kind of plan for all contingencies, don't you? <laughs> well, it's 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 almost Thanksgiving, and I always associate underdog with Thanksgiving because 
and the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, they have a balloon. They used to have a big balloon of underdog. Yes, they did. I'm a big underdog fan. Well, Jack. I Jack. should write his fan club. I'm sure he has one. Born in 1850 in Glasgow, Scotland, Thomas Cream was raised in Quebec, Canada after he his family moved there in 1854. Now, Colonel, I know you, you, you've in the past, you've had a sort of a beef with the Canadians. Well, we'll come into a friendly truce, Timmy. Oh, I didn't know that. We've had a couple listeners. Well, we've call, had a couple people on the page who are of Canadian well, well, of course, you know, uh, our good friend, um, T. Knight, is from Canada. Yes, and T. Knight was nice enough to uh, Shirley. apologize Shirley to me for all of Canada. Shirley Strath. Christy. Christy. Christy Lee. I accepted it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Christy Lee's not, she's she's a transplanted Canadian. Oh, yeah, that's right. She so was from Australia originally. You can't fully you? blame her, yeah. So I, you know, I've let her, I've, I've, I've let that beef slide for a little bit because T Knight was so, so kind and rem- truly remorseful for other Canadians, Timmy, in the way they behave. So, so you've, you've, I just you've decided to let it go and give Canada a fresh start, Timmy. Well, I'm glad to hear that, Colonel. That's that's very big of you to do that. I'm sure the Canadians are relieved. I'm nothing if not a kind man to me and i'm a reasonable man to me you know that yeah you he is brandy you have to admit brandy that he's a reasonable man uh i admit nothing again i'd quit getting me to admit shit young thomas was a academically gifted (laughs) child but he was described as being very odd brandy when he was seven years old he started wearing a monocle and insisted everyone, including his parents and teachers, refer to him as Dr. Cream. First of all, I love this kid. Seven right years now. old. Right now, I am digging old. this kid. Fucking monocle. Get the fuck out of here. When a Doesn't it doesn't that sound like a porn star, Timmy? Dr. Cream. Of course it does. <laughs> it does. I've been thinking that this whole time. Where have you been? You know who else has a monocle, Brandy? Just occurred to me. You, do you have a monocle? Colonel Kling. Yeah, do you Colonel know something? Kling. Who you else? got a monocle, Timmy, don't you? I do, but Mr. Peanut. I was thinking Mr. Peanut has a monocle. Yeah. He really, I mean, he really, uh, he made the monocle what it is today, I think, Mr. Peanut. Well, here's the other thing. He's got a, he's got a walking stick, too. Here's the thing. Have we ever seen uh, Dr. Cream and... Mr. Uh, Mr. Peanut together? Oh no, I can't say that I have. Have you, Colonel? That's all I'm saying. I, I have I'm not, just asking Timmy. the question. Just asking well, the question. Child... Please draw your own conclusions. When when a childhood friend refused to address the boy as Doctor Cream, he he wanted everyone to address him as Doctor Cream at seven years old. He uh, uh, so the young boy refused to. A young boy refused to address him in that fashion. Uh, and young Thomas uh, nearly drowned his friend. So, Show some goddamn respect. Issue. 
<laughs> when the local constable investigated the assault, young Thomas convinced the policeman that the two had been just had been roughhousing and he meant his friend no harm, Brandy. So it was an accident. Young Thomas. Mm-hmm. Show some goddamn. As Mitch as I mentioned earlier, Thomas was an excellent student at school and excelled in the natural sciences. Later, uh, later in college, he attended McGill University and went to study medicine in London in 1876. His thesis, um, his thesis was the use of chloroform, which will, which will be key to this story here shortly. So, besides medical school, uh, Dr. Cream had added had an added incentive for crossing the Atlantic. Uh, since he had just married a woman, and he had impregnated her, Brandy. Now, Colonel, I know you get into the impregnation process in your book, How to Make Love to a Woman. You go in quite detail how that all works. But, right, you got you got all kinds of plumbing in that, Timmy, and and if uh, if the male seed takes the right path, and as I said, you know the the woman is is receptive to uh, to the little swimmers, then uh, you can get one, two, three, four, five. Sometimes that octo woman, she had eight. You know, you never know. It's it's like pulling a slot machine, Timmy. You never know what you're gonna get, really. For fuck's sake. Sometimes it comes up. Sometimes it comes up sevens. So <laughs> That's right. So, Colonel, now, in your book I read, I, I, I never knew this before, but I read that the, the, the lady, the woman in this, uh, this uh, process, she has to uh, give the green light for, uh, the, uh, for that to happen. Am I, am I right there, Colonel? Yeah, she has to be receptive. Why in she the fuck is this happening? To to oh, my God. Um, well, it's educational, Brandy, and uh, we like to keep our listeners It's well not. It's fake news. So, Brandy, when, when you had Noah and, and, and Jacob, did you have to, like, give a two thumbs up when that was going on, or how did that work out? What the fuck are you yammering about? Well, I mean, when you are in the process of creating a, a human, uh, in the Colonel's book, he he points out that the uh, the lady has to has to approve that that whole process before um, that takes place. A life is created. So, how, I'm asking you. Nope. How did you do that exactly? I, did you give thumbs up, or did you you know was it a text? I mean, what? What, how, what was that process like for you? Please, I'm begging you. Would you like to? I'm would you just like to elaborate? Begging you, to let's just please. Can we talk about Doctor Cream? I have been so excited for this since I saw the fucking title. Can we please? I, I don't want to talk well, about reproduction. I'm exhausted, and you know reproduction. It's just not something I'm going to talk about in front of my child. 
Okay, well, we will move on, Brandy, but we'll come no, back to it. I don't want point. to come back to it ever. Don't ever <laughs> ask me that. Um, I have a problem, Brandy, in that I've lost my oh. place, and I don't know, don't know where. Uh, uh, so he was wearing his monocle. Men is Fred, no yeah. harm. He was an excellent student and excelled okay. at natural sciences. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Uh, later in college, he attended McGill University and studied medicine in London. And I said before, his thesis was on chloroform. Um, yes. And besides medical school, Dr. Cream had an added incentive for crossing the Atlantic. And, uh, you know, Brandy, sometimes when I go to see the lovely Leanne, um, she doesn't appreciate that I have to cross an angry sea to visit her. I mean, you didn't swim, so, I mean, I feel like you're, a, you, yeah, you'll be okay. You'll be okay. The sea's angry. The sea is angry. Brandy. Yeah, that's what the people getting on the Titanic said. Yeah, it's North yeah. Atlantic. I have to cross. Yeah. You didn't swim it. You didn't swim When his it. girlfriend, so he makes this uh, young lady uh, put her in the family way. But said, we should oh. say, if need be, Timmy would swim an angry sea. To see the lovely Leanne. No, he wouldn't. If I, <laughs> who wouldn't? Tim, there's no way. Could, we'll take, there's no we'll way. Take a in jet. Fuck we'll take Timmy a jet. is swimming an angry sea. Because twenty dollars says he doesn't get more than knee deep in the ocean on his best day. I wear jeans on the beach. Of course you do. So, you know. <laughs> so. And he doesn't even roll them up around his That's ankle. right. No, he's yeah. rebel without a cause. But I don't think that Timmy is swimming in angry sea, although I'm sure he loves Leanne dear, dearly. Everything has its limits. Well, if I could swim, I would swim the angry sea. Too, you can't me. swim? No. No. I almost drowned. You can't I, swim? I almost drowned when I was a kid. So that means you can't. That would be the incentive to swim. Yeah, well, I, I kind of went to the <coughs> with that. Just avoid water altogether. Mm-hmm. Timmy's a never nude. Yeah. <clears throat> that seems like a prudent path to me, Timmy. Thank or you, learn Carol. to swim so you don't drown. Well, anyway, Brandy, <coughs> can you please stop interrupting the story, Brandy? Because our listeners tune in because they want to learn about Dr. Cream. And you There's keep- a certain flow that we're looking for, a rhythm that Timmy gets into, and it's really magical. But you're breaking his rhythm, devil. Colonel, breaking uh, uh, magic. speaking of rhythm, you're killing the magic. Colonel, do you discuss the rhythm method in your in your book, How to Make Love to a I woman? do, Timmy. It's And really all you have to do is think one... One, two, four, one. One, one, two, four, one. Oh, so it's like, uh, and, it's like doing the box, box step. Did you get that from friends? Right, it, yeah. No, it's just in my book. Did friends steal that from me? Uh, no. I've been telling people that for years. Use the rhythm you method. One, have not. One, two, one, four. Oh, my God. Don't go to five. Don't go to number five. No, don't go five. <laughs> don't go five, Jimmy. So anyway, when Dr. Dr. Cream's uh, you know, <coughs> uh, when he got married, right, he, uh, his, uh, or his girlfriend, he got uh, pregnant, uh, she insisted that he make an honorable woman of her 
Thomas at first uh, uh, told her that he only had intercourse with her uh, to study different birth control methods and that there were that their relationship had been purely clinical. Again, if I had a nickel. <clears throat> so he's, tr you know, he's trying to tell her that, you know, this was all a, an experiment, medical experiment. But uh, now, Dr. Cream was kind enough to send the young lady a letter thanking her for her contribution uh, to the medical study, along with two loony, a two loony note, uh, with which he claimed was in appreciation for her participation in the study. He also claimed the experiment had now concluded and to ensure the integrity of the research, it were, was important that they had no further contact, Brandy. Uh, but he well, did, that is important to me. This but he did, wish her, <laughs> he did wish her good luck in her future endeavors, Brandy. Yeah, that should have worked. I don't know what her problem is. Well, the bride's family was having none of it, uh, and the girl's father forced Thomas Cream to the church at gunpoint to marry his daughter. <clears throat> it was a Derringer wedding to me. I don't under that. See, I, I mean, she obviously didn't appreciate the medical research. I mean, it seemed right. to me like it was a stud. You know, it seemed per perfectly logical to me that it was a. Yeah. Seemed very clear it was a study. Well, and I have a whole see, and and you have to be careful with this. In in the book, I have a couple a chapter dedicated to uh, birth control, Timmy. Not only the rhythm method, but really, um, you know, if the woman wants to con take control of the situation, uh, what's the best best birth control, Timmy? What would you say? Abstinence. Second best. Uh, well, Colonel, I think blowjobs are pretty safe. Butt stuff, Timmy. Butt stuff. <laughs> Butt stuff. Well, that's true, Brandy. The dirty flower, Timmy. <clears throat> that's true, Brandy. No one ever got pregnant from the dirty flower. Oh my Timmy. God! Up the yeah. old, up the old dirt road, Brandy. Absolutely <laughs> not. I'm just saying. <sighs> have you ever got pregnant that way, Devil? Nope. So, so thank. Just say thank you, devil. No, that's all. I'm gonna rip your I didn't head know off. You, the next I didn't time know. I, see I didn't you. know you were the one that. I didn't know you was the one that come up with that method, Colonel. That's that's. I mean, yeah, that's amazing. Well, it's been. It, it was kind of a hidden secret. I didn't really come up with it, but it was you know something that was out there that was not everybody knew about. To me, uh -huh. so I figured I'd enlighten. I'd enlighten the gals, Timmy. Well, I mean, Brandy, you have to be careful with that, too, because some guys, uh, Colonel and I, for example, um, are, it's such an explosion, you know what I mean, Brandy? <laughs> yeah. That it could actually, you could blow out the back door and go right to the front door. Oh, my God. Just saying. That's, that's, that's. <laughs> It's, that has happened, right, it's Colonel? It's like C4, Timmy. Huh? It's like C4. Like C4. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I, um, wow. Just, yeah, that's, uh-huh. You guys well, are Now, Brandy, when you were with your economics professor. Oh, my God. Please. He what was method a good of birth student. control? 
they he has Did a shotgun use? wedding. What happened? Yes, he had a shotgun wedding. What happened well, after his shotgun wedding? The honeymoon was just over when uh, Thomas left in the night for England. So his, you know, his new wife probably was laying, you know, sleep in the wet spot, and Thomas is <laughs> packing his bags and leaving. He left a note for her though. He's stand up. He guy. returned to Can. He returned to Canada not uh, long enough to pick up, or long enough. He 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 told her he'd be back for her. And he came back to Canada long enough uh, for his wife to die in a very mysterious, of a very mysterious illness, Brandy. Mm-hmm. A death that would later be blamed on Dr. Cream. After the funeral, Dr. Cream went to Edinburgh to practice medicine. But when a woman with whom he had uh, was alleged to have an affair was found dead and poisoned by chloroform in an alleyway in August of 1879. She was also Dr. pregnant. Yeah, she was pregnant. He keeps knocking uh, people up and killing them. Well, I mean, she again. I don't you knock know, him up. I think his. I think his only. His only. Uh, the only thing you can fault him for, Brandy, is. That he was he wasn't clear on, you know, that these was uh, that their relationship was based on a, um, a medical study. experiment. Right. right, right, right. Yeah. So anyway, he he you know he, his wife dies. He goes to Scotland. He has an affair with a young lady. She's pregnant. <clears throat> she ends up dead, poisoned by chloroform, and they found her body in an alleyway. And Doctor Cream then Brandy fled to the United States of America. Yeah, oh, good. You want to tell us what happens next? Sure. Or do you want to interrupt the flow of the story by pausing? Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Okay. So, Dr. Cream comes to the United States and moves to Chicago, where he sets up a medical practice not far from the Red Light District. 
offering illegal abortions to prostitutes. Well, I mean, that's smart if you think it about really it. Was. Where are you going? Uh, you know, uh, if you get, first of all, your lodgings are going to be probably pretty cheap when you're near a, a red light district. And second, I mean, you're, you're, you can treat, you can treat women, uh, you know, you can treat women who are pregnant uh, or you can treat women, you know, you can provide. What in the with, fuck uh, are you yammering about? <laughs> I'm just saying it was very smart of him to set well, up Well, it's like the little girl who set office. up her Girl Scout cookie uh, table outside of a dispensary. I mean, it's all about yeah, location, location, location. Exactly. Yeah. My well, point. My point exactly, Brandy. Of course. On July 14th, 1881, a man named Mr. Simon Stott died of strychnine poisoning. Dr. Cream was arrested along with Mrs. Stott, who had obtained the poison from Dr. Cream to do away with her husband, whom she suspected of cheating on her. Mrs. Stott well, turned... Well, I mean... Well, if you just are going to kill him on suspect, then that seems harsh. Well, but I mean, you know, if... Yeah, but if he was messing around with her, I mean, that's... Well... That's justifiable. She suspected. I mean, I feel like you should they have proof. She... Sh- you know, yeah, you know what she should have done? Before you kill she someone. She should have contact. She should have contacted... Cheaters. Cheaters. The TV show. And they would have followed her around and followed him around. Yeah. And they, they would have had a confrontation. I know. I love cheaters. God, I love cheaters. All right. Uh, so she turned state's evidence to avoid jail, uh, and that left Dr. Cream to face a murder conviction all on his own. He was sentenced mm. to life imprisonment in, Jol- in Jolette Prison. Dr. Cream was undoubtedly a psychopath who disliked women, and the, tre- the treachery of Mrs. Stott no doubt increased his misogyny. He was released 10 years later after his brother pled for leniency, allegedly also bribing the authorities. What? You know, after 10 years, the victim's family probably don't care anymore. And, you know, if the guys can make a little bit of money on the side by granting pardons, who's to say no, Brandy? You know, they just need to let that shit go. Fuck it, whatever. All right, so they were using the money from his recently deceased father's inheritance. Dr. Cream, then only 41, went back to Britain, arriving in Liverpool on October 1st, 1891. He went to London. This guy's a traveling, traveling motherfucker, Brandon. He really is. He went to London and settled down in the town of Lambeth. Victorian England was the center of the vast and wealthy British Empire. But in places such as Lambeth, there was poverty, petty crime, and prostitution. Nice alliteration there, Timmy. Very nice. Thank you, Brandy. I, I was trying to paint a picture for you, our audience. You did paint a picture. You was like Van Gogh, Timmy. Wasn't, thank, thank you, Colonel Van It wasn't. I mean, it was three Sometimes the in a row. pictures you paint are more like Dolly, and, which we don't And get. it's all fine. You know, I, I, I call it 3D script writing, Brandy, when it just jumps off the page. Right. That's what I shoot for. I know. Yeah. I know. It, it, it's it's like a pop up. Right? Yeah, really is. You know those pop up books. Right. You know, I thought adult coloring books were uh, where you could just draw pictures of naked women. That's what I thought they were, but they're they're not actually. I ordered I ordered some adult coloring books, and I thought you know, you could uh, get a you know 
shade in some boobies. Might make you feel better. Yeah. You know, Colonel, you know, that that brings me to a question. We've known each other for a lot of years, and I've never asked you this question, but what goes into, Colonel, um, what what happens uh, to the body uh, that makes women's nipples a different shade than the rest of their body? Are you fucking joking? Um, it's really where they're born, Timmy. How much light they oh have on when they come out God. of the, uh, you know, out of the vaginal canal. Uh-huh. What? Sometimes they have those, you know, fluorescent lights. Sometimes it's natural sunlight. Um, if it's natural sunlight, they're going to be darker, Timmy. That's just, you know. That's why, that's, that's why people tune into this podcast, Brandy, so that, because they, it's educational. And, and and some of it is how much their mothers drank while they were pregnant. Oh, um, I didn't know that. You know, or smoked, yeah. Mm. So if if you if you don't want, I mean, what? So you know what? You know what would be cool is like it. You could like um, make nipples like multicolored or something. I think that would be really. Well, cool. what I was thinking, you know, you know what you never see, Timmy. That's that. Huh? You ever see those huskies? Um, you know that will have one brown, one blue eye and one brown. Yeah, eye? Yeah, right. You never, you never run into a woman with one pink one and one brown one. Oh my god! You ever notice that? Or maybe I, you have, you know, and she just didn't show you. Well, well, I mean, that's that's always possible, but that's a possibility. But yes, I'm not banking on that. All right. So he's so if so if any of our listeners out there have uh, multiple colored, we absolutely nipples, do not want to know about that. N- nope, please don't. Send us a note. Send us nope. a note. Please don't do oh, that. I'm saying no. On October thirteenth of that year, that would be. Does anyone, Colonel? Does some women have three nipples? Ever seen that? Uh, yeah, my son Taylor has three nipples. Too. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, one got cut off at birth, but yeah, it was born with three. Hmm. So they weren't really identical twins, but he's the three nipple. You could probably uh, get a lot of beer winning bets on that, you know. Yeah, he's just got a little scar now, but yeah, I would I would have kept him. I you know I felt like it was a circumcision that you know was unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. On October thirteenth, the nipples. 1891, um, Ellen Nellie Donworth, a 19-year-old prostitute, went out for a few drinks with Dr. Cream. She was severely ill the next day and died on October 16th from strychnine poisoning. That's During, a coincidence, Brandy. Do what? That seems like a coincidence. That uh, It does. It's sh- just amazing. During the yeah, inquest into Nellie Donworth... Dr. Cream wrote to the coroner offering to name the murderer in return for a £300,000 reward. He also wrote to W.F.D. Smith, owner of the W.H. Smith bookstalls, accusing him of the murder and demanding money for his silence. I don't know that Dr. Cream's that smart. Around this time, Dr. Cream became involved in a professional dispute with a prominent physician named Dr. William Broadbent. Dr. Cream had presented a paper to the Royal Medical Academy on the applications of chloroform for common afflictions. 
everything from cancer to the common cold. Uh, Doctor, see, William, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think chloroform would help with you with the common cold. I mean, I mean, it could help you get to sleep, but yeah. Well, sometimes that's all you need. You think? Do you think for a hot second that old school Nyquil did fucking anything? No, uh, but well, it had enough true. alcohol that's... in it that it put you to fuck to sleep, and you didn't care. We used to have an old guy um, lived in my neighborhood. He was, uh, and he drank, you know, cough syrup when it was back when you know they had real alcohol in it. Right. And we called him. It was his name, cough syrup. That's what we called him. You guys syrup. were very imaginative. Well, he was a good guy. He just oh, my my great grandfather used to drink Scope or Listerine. Listerine. He drank Listerine. Mm-hmm. Well, is that, does it have alcohol in it? Yes, it did. Yes. Well, my uncle, they he probably used has to fresh say breath. Jack all the time. He would actually eat shoe polish, the hard pasty kind. Why? Ew. Has alcohol in it. Ew. I used to eat paste in kindergarten. That's just not for. Of course you did. That's ah. just. But you know, at least when we're saying things, it's things that can be consumed, ish. Like I don't feel like shoe polish is really made for consumption. In any shape, form, or fashion. So that seems odd. Well, no, the the old alcoholics used to drink shoe polish back in the day. Shoe polish had alcohol in it. And you can you know you can tell if someone's drinking uh, shoe polish brandy if their shoes look scuffed up because they're not using shoe polish on their shoes. Then they are obviously, definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah they're definitely drinking it. So. So, uh, Dr. Crane presents this paper and says that chloroform can cure everything. Uh, Dr. William Broadbent called these proclamations absurd and warned the Academy that Dr. Crane was little more than a quack. Dr. Broadbent made well, these... That seems, that seems like a little harsh. Well, right. It does. it does. Dr. Broadbent made these statements his reputation. in a public setting infuriating Dr. Crane. Uh, he let it be known in professional circles that Dr. Broadbent was a body snatcher, digging up fresh graves oh. to steal the cadavers for his research. Nothing worse than a body snatcher, Brandy. You know, it'd be fucked up as if he actually was a body snatcher. That'd be messed he up. Been. We don't. We know. don't know. Just asking the question. Could have been. The medical community rejected those claims as Dr. Broadbent was well respected in the medical community while Dr. Cream was considered <laughs> quote unquote queer. And I think it just means weird in this particular case. Yeah. Uh, on October 20th, 1891, so seven days after Nellie Donworth, Dr. Cream had dinner with a 27 year old prostitute named Matilda Clover. Now that's a name. That is I a bet name. She was. I bet she was smoking. Matilda. Matilda. Uh, so people don't name their people don't name their kids Matilda anymore. They really don't. No. She um She's a super freak. Super freak. She's super freaky. <laughs> so anyway, so Matilda goes out with Dr. Cream 
Uh, and we always get so many comments, Colonel, about your singing. People just love it when you sing. They on don't. The show. They really don't. They generally do, yeah. Um. So. And why wouldn't they? Okay. Why wouldn't Hello. they? So Matilda Clover, who doesn't need any of your bullshit, thank you. Uh, so Colonel, she did you, went did out you, to dinner did you like it? with with <laughs> Doctor Cream, and later that evening she fell ill and she died the next morning. And the no, death was first Ache. recorded as related to her alcoholism. Colonel, did Dr. You, Cream she was nothing if not brazen. The following day, <laughs> turned all red the young lady's was, death, uh, Dr. Cream wrote a note to Dr. William Broadbent, accusing him of poisoning Matilda Clover and demanding no. cash. Dr. Broadbent forwarded Cur- that letter to Scotland Yard. Colonel, on April 2nd, uh, 1892. <laughs> what did you think of Dr. Hook in a medicine show, Colonel? I never cared for them, Tim. Really? Never. I like Dr. John, but I didn't like Dr. Hook. I like Dr. Pohl. I saw Dr. John Dr. About, Pohl? about 10 years ago. I love Dr. Pohl. He got the COVID, I believe, Timmy. Dr. Pohl does? Dr. John? I think Dr. Doctor, Doctor John got the COVID. Hmm. All right. On October on April second, the day after uh, April Fool's Day in 1892, after a vacation in his home country of Canada, Doctor Cream was back in London, where he attempt he attempted to poison a woman, Louise Harvey, who, finding him suspicious, sure. Uh, pretended to swallow the pills he'd given her. So a rando guy comes up and gives you pills. And uh, now don't don't act like you wouldn't take them, Brandy. Well, first of all, I, I was gonna say like that's never happened. To yeah, you. it has, and it it was amazing. But the problem is, like, what the fuck? Like you just walk up to somebody here. I'm gonna need you to take these for science. <laughs> fuck off. She you would scarf them down in a minute. She got suspicious. You think? Good gravy. <laughs> do you do you know devil? Now Timmy and, and and back in the day we had these, and I was just telling Logan about this yesterday. You remember the lemons or seven fourteens, devil? What? Was that before your time? What? Seven fourteens. Seven fourteens. I don't know what you that know, is. You know how tablets have the little number stamped on them. Uh, Quaaludes had 714 oh, stamped on them. Though. I don't... And, uh, I mean, Quaaludes used to be a big... Quaaludes are yeah, Quaaludes are... Yeah, that used to be a... It used to be a thing. Yeah, there was, there was a lovely drug. I don't know why they... Why they did away with them. Yeah, well... But go ahead. All right, thank you so, so much. So, she... So, Matilda was no fool, didn't take the pills, and she actually threw them off a bridge into the river. On, and she could have gave... Chris Farley right in the head. Yeah. She could have gave them to a hobo. She could have. On April 11th, 1892, Dr. Cream met two prostitutes, Alice Marsh and Emma Shrivel. Uh, Alice like was 21 Emma. and Emma was 18. Um, and he talked his way into their flat where he offered them 
bottles of Guinness. Now, my question is, did he bring the Guinness with him, or is he just offering them their own shit? (laughs) Oh, I'm sure he brought it with him. I mean, maybe they stopped stopped at the local saloon and bought, you know, takeout or something. Well, Dr. Cream was long gone by the time the strychnine he'd added to the drinks took effect, and both women died in agony. That's what I don't get about this guy, this Dr. Cream. He poisoned people, and then he leaves, and then they die. He don't even get to stick around to see the effect. Well, and here's the other thing that I'm not really quite sure about. So you're just, you know, you're going around, you're poisoning these random people, which, okay, whatever. But then it's not even like he wants to slink away quietly into the night. He's got to write a letter accusing various and assorted people. (laughs) He's probably signing his name. You know, I mean, come on. After a while, it kind of, uh, you know, people catch on. Yeah. And I just, yeah, he's not that bright. I don't think he's nearly as bright as he thinks he is. You know, maybe you could get Leanne to explain this to me, because this is something I never understood. Mm -hmm. Why do Londoners call them flats? Is there a a lot of mountains in London, or did they used to live at like 45 degree angles? And then when they got money, they got rich, they got a flat. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know, now. Colonel. I'll, I'll be sure to I'm ask I'm not having Colonel. to live, you know, where the furniture slides across the floor all into one wall. All right. When we were, uh, you know what I mean? When we were in London, we went, we did that uh, Jack the Ripper tour. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Pretty cool. So, he leaves. The women die in agony. This time, Dr. Cream wrote a letter uh, and accused a neighbor, Simon Farragut a man with whom he had a long-standing feud. This motherfucker doesn't get along with anybody. He just accuses all kinds of people of shit. Um, so he had this long-standing feud with Doctor with Simon Farragut, um, and he wrote a letter accusing him of being the killer. He doesn't seem to get along with too many people. Well, and again, Doctor, this stupid fuck, Dr. Cream wrote Simon a letter... Well, it was an anonymous letter, okay, indicating to Simon that if he did not pay him 20,000 pounds sterling and leave the area immediately, Dr. Cree would sign a warrant for his arrest. What yeah, the fuck? Pretty much, pretty much Well, right up there on Front Street. Simon... Uh, Simon was a bit of a badass and called Scotland Yard. And although the letter was anonymous, Simon told the police that he was certain that the letter was written by his neighbor, Dr. Thomas Cream. Through his accusatory letters, see, this is what I'm screaming. Through his accusatory letters, Dr. Cream succeeded in drawing close attention to himself. What a stupid... Well, you know, you you got Sherlock Holmes over there, Colonel, in uh, Scotland Yard with his little hat. You know, and his the, pipe, right. Yeah. Two bill, got two bills, one in the front, one in the back, and he's got his pipe. Yep. Not much gets by him. Nope. So, not only did the police quickly determine the innocence of those accused, but they noticed something telling in the accusations made by the letter writer. He had referred to the murder of Matilda Clover. In fact, Clover's death had been registered under natural causes related to her drinking. Hmm. The police quickly realized, well, this is a switch, 
that the false accuser who'd written the letters was the serial killer now referred to in the papers as the Lambeth Poisoner. Rolls right off the tongue. Yeah, not, that's not a cool, cool name. It's not very creative, for sure. No. Uh, not long afterwards, Dr. Cree met a policeman from New York who was visiting London. The policeman had heard of the Lambeth Poisoner, and Dr. Cream gave him the brief tour where the various victims had lived. Oh, he's yeah, so helpful. Like the, he's a helper. <laughs> kind of like kind of like the Jack the Ripper tour. He just took Yeah, he was super helpful. The American thought it was weird that Dr. Cream seemed eager to discuss the murders. In fact, he seemed elated that the killer had not been caught. <clears throat> the American happened to mention this strange interaction to a British policeman who found Dr. Cream's detailed knowledge of the case suspicious. You think? The police at Scotland Yard put Dr. Cream under surveillance and soon discovered his habit of visiting prostitutes. They also contacted police in the United States, like just, you called the United States Police, and learned their suspect's well, I, conviction I, for murder by poison in 1881. Probably sent an email, text. Well, maybe... But I also disagree with this. The walls were closing in on the diabolical Dr. Cream. And I disagree, Why do you disagree with I that? disagree with the word diabolical because this guy is a dumb fuck. He's not <laughs> diabolical. He can't get the fuck out of his own way. Like he could have just rolled on into the history books. But no, he had to go writing letters and, you know, neener neener. Let's poke the cops and see what happens. What a stupid fuck. He's not diabolical. He's hmm. he's borderline touched by an angel. You are... You sound very judgmental, Brandy. I am. I am. He's a doctor. Give me a break. Between 1888 and 1892, London police were looking for another serial killer who had brutally murdered five prostitutes. That killer had become known as Jack the Ripper. The murders took place in the same general area as Dr. Cream's victims, making Dr. Cream a prime suspect in these murders as well. Are we really going to get into the whole, like, who is Jack the Ripper deal? I can't take that again. I'm still scarred from the last time. Uh, only as it relates to Dr. Cream. Ugh. Uh, I think we all know who Jack the Ripper was. In, on June was 3rd. Eighteen ninety-two. I'm guessing his name wasn't really Jack. He just he went by that to throw people off. Sure, that's me. But evidently, Doctor Cream is just signing his shit like fucking a rock star. All right. So on June third, eighteen ninety-two, Doctor Cream was arrested for the murder of Matilda Clover, and on July thirteenth, he was formally charged with the murders of Clover, Domworth, Marsh, and Shrivel, and the attempted murder of Harvey and extortion. <clears throat> From the start, he insisted he was... What the fuck? This guy's so goddamn stupid. From the start, he insisted that he was only Dr. T Thomas Neal, not Thomas Neal Cream, and the newspapers usually <laughs> referred to him as Dr. Neal in their coverage of the proceedings. Well, then they have to let him go. Well, obviously. Yeah. Interestingly enough, though, during the court proceedings, famed coroner... I th I th what the fuck is that? Ethelstan Braxton Hicks. Braxton Hicks. There you go. Yeah. Um, uh, who's He's assigned? Famed. 
Huh? Same he's person. He's a famed coroner. Nice. No, he's famed. Oh, coroner. famed. Yes, he's famed coroner. Yeah. Athelston Braxton Hicks. Yeah, but you know what Braxton Hicks are, right? Mm. There, it's false yeah. labor. The the muscle spasms you get in your leg, devil. Uh huh. Braxton Hicks crap. I got a Braxton no, Hicks. No, you don't. It's and then, not at all that. That was too hard. When you was in pain, you was then they called it a Charlie horse. Uh-huh. <laughs> there was another doctor that came along. Uh, oh, my God. Charlie Edwards, who explained how it worked and being low on potassium, and they called it a Charlie okay. horse. Okay. That's amazing to, and probably completely Well, because... Wrong. No, because it's... So, I've got, a little bit like, of history half a here. sentence. You learn things from dweebs. And half a sentence. Well, no, you just... Half. He was going I mean, into really? town, and a, his just a half horse sentence. was coming up lame. And uh, oh my god, he uh, I out that his, could give a fuck. Horse was low on magnesium, <laughs> and he would start feeding the horse bananas. That's potassium, you fuck. And fucking shit. No, they have magnesium in them too. It's fucking potassium. You're not a doctor. Shut God the fuck it. up. Where did you? Oh my where god. did you go to medical school? You see. Yeah. Where'd you go to medical school? You see. Do they call you doctor? You see in no. YouTube. All right. So. <laughs> Google? That's right. Got my, I did my own research. You did. Damn it. I did my you own did research. You did fucking jack all. So anyway, so Braxton Hicks, he'd been assigned to the Jack the Ripper case, and he read out a letter purporting to be from Jack the Ripper. Charles, please tell me more. Hold on. I got to read. Read. We uh, pull this thing back up here. What? I just been I've been enthralled by you so much. My <laughs> the letter declared Doctor Neil innocent, um, which produced laughter, including from Doctor Cream. <laughs> uh, innocent. <laughs> Doctor Cream's trial lasted from the seventeenth from the seventeenth to the twenty first of October, eighteen ninety two. After a deliberation lasting only <laughs> twelve minutes. <laughs> They didn't even give a shit enough. He was so fucked. They didn't even get the free lunch. He well, was so fucking they, ridiculous. I mean, they didn't even get the I free mean, lunch. Know, they just said, fuck it. it. They, probably, they probably, you know, t- discussed it at great length. Yeah. That, uh, All right, let's take a vote. All right, wrap it up. Let's go. Um, so the jury found him guilty on all counts uh, and sentenced him to death. Less than a month after his conviction, on November 15, 1892, Cream was hanged at the gallows at Newgate Prison by executioner James Billington. As was customary... Oh, you know what? They should have gave him the chair. Well... Because you know what? what? If they would have gave him a chair and light him up real good, and then there would just been a little... Whoo, you know what they could have called him? Cream Smoky. Puff. Oh. <laughs> That's true. Yes, that's very nice. He would have been creme brulee. He would have been creme brulee. All right. So as was customary with all executed criminals, his body was buried the same day in an unmarked grave within the prison walls. James Billington claimed that Cream's last words on the scaffold were, I'm Jack the, as the trapdoor was sprung. Well, that's fucking awful. Cut the rope and well, hear what he has to fucking I'm, say. I'm Jack. Well, that's, what I'm that's what I'm saying. Just let him. Just let him speak here. You know. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Billington promoted this alleged incident as proof that he was responsible for executing the notorious Victorian serial killer 
Jack the Ripper. Way to go, Billington. Way to go. These claims are unsubstantiated, as police officials and other who attend and others who attended the execution made no mention of any such event. Moreover, records show that Dr. Cream was in prison at the time of the Ripper murders in 1888, so if this is true, it would have been impossible for him to be Jack the Ripper. Famed Ripperologist Donald Bell speculated that Dr. Cream had bribed officials and been let out of prison before his official release. He suspected that Cream's prison term had been served by a look-alike in his place. <laughs> He's a famed yeah. ripperologist, this guy, and we are, yeah. we are using the Scooby-Doo method of escape. So, sure, that probably happened. Uh, such notions are extremely unlikely and contradict all known evidence given by the Illinois authorities. Newspaper of the Times, what the fuck? The Illinois authorities, newspapers of the Times, Dr. Cream's solicitors, Cream's family, and Dr. Cream himself. One of Dr. Thomas Cream's biographers suggested that Dr. Cream, on the scaffold and about to be hanged, was so frightened that he lost control of his bodily functions and stammered, I am ejaculating, which could have been mistaken for I am Jack. It wasn't. Well, that makes sense. It was absolutely not. Nobody announces that. And nobody is mistaking. Uh, what they do? And nobody you is, don't wait a minute. Know that. And nobody is mistaking you shitting yourself for ejaculating <laughs> in your pants. So well, I, mean, I don't you know. know. I don't understand. <laughs> this is just the dumbest, well, stupid I fucking mean, thing. But, you know, like as when you were when famed you, ripperologist when you were, thinks that they could have got away <laughs> with it without the damn dog and their fucking kids or whatever. Fuck this shit. Jesus Christ. When you when you when you were with the economics professor, Brandy. Oh my god. Did he make any uh pronouncements? He didn't announce, you know, when they were hanging him <laughs> that this is what was happening. I don't who was he like one of the which one of them died in China? Which Carradine was it that died in China? <laughs> Is oh, it David? Yeah. David Carradine. Is it David Carradine? One of them. It was Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. I like Keith. Carradine. Yeah, he was a weed, yeah. weed hopper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, English Canadian writer Chris Scott won an author, an Arthur Ellis Award for best crime novel in 1989 for Jack, a novel based on the premise that Dr. Cream was indeed Jack the Ripper, and made the old switcheroo in prison. We're gonna go ahead and bring this. Well, that makes, in here that makes more time. sense than him. That makes more sense than him screaming out, "I'm ejaculating." Well, sure, yeah, no. And if I had to choose between the two, I'm firmly behind. You know that they hired some guy to come in, sit there with him, whatever. Fucking stupid. <laughs> the evidence that Doctor Cream was Jack the Ripper is somewhat mixed. Both killers preyed on prostitutes. Well, so did the Green River Killer, but I don't think he's Jack the Ripper. They operated in the same general area of Whitechapel and roughly during the same time period. Yet, their methods for killing were decisively different. Dr. Cream killed his victims by poison and was seldom in his victims' presence when they expired. He also clearly was a fucking letter writer that just shit, sent shit all over the place. Just <laughs> fucking Emily Dickinson over here. Uh, Jack the Ripper's <laughs> But really, victims. who amongst us hasn't screamed out, I'm ejaculating! 
I well, I can think of two people off the top of my head. All right, so while Jack the Ripper's victims, uh, Jack the Ripper's victims were brutally slaughtered, uh, the Ripper killings were up close and personal, with the killer likely gaining satisfactions watching his victims suffer. Um, also, as already mentioned, the first killings by Jack the Ripper seem to have overlapped with Dr. Cream's prison sentence in the United States. Uh, whenever Dr. Cream, whether Dr. Cream was Jack the Ripper will remain unanswered, as those murders have never been and will likely never be solved. The motivation for the series of poisonings has never been settled. It's generally been assumed that Dr. Cream was a sadist, who enjoyed the thought of the agonies of his victims, even if he wasn't physically present, to witness them. However, Dr. Cream was also interested in money, as evidenced by his attempt his attempts at extortion, which were sort of sad, um, for at least some of his crimes. So it remains a possibility that Dr. Cream committed the murders under the pretense of ill-planned attempts to profit from them. And that is the end of my story. All right. That so, Brandy, what, Jack. what are your final thoughts on the diabolical Dr. Cream? This guy was an idiot. Jesus Christ. Do you think nothing you think screams, he was, uh, arrest me like writing a letter saying, you know what? I did it. And I'm going to say it's you unless you give me 20,000 pounds. Fuck it. What? what do, you, do you think that he was Jack the Ripper? Oh, fucking no. I don't know. But <laughs> that seems more we, likely than the other thing. That seems more likely than him screaming out, you know, I'm ejaculating. <laughs> Like a fucking savage. Ejaculating. Yeah. That Ejaculating. seems more fucking likely. I, you know, I, I think he was Jack the Ripper because... Ejaculating. I mean, Dude. what's the odds? Because it, it was generally assumed that Jack the Ripper was a, a doctor, right? Okay. What are the odds of two doctors practicing as a serial killer in the same area... During you know the same it's time the same frame, time. okay. I, but you, your Tim. premise goes with the fact that you know he put on Doctor Cream mask on some random guy and put him in the cell to serve out the rest of his sentence. <laughs> well, that, that might I mean, mean like those rubber noses, like rubber yeah, noses. Yeah, I mean and, that, uh, that that assumes that. So let's not. That's fucking ridiculous. But him being Jack the Ripper seems more likely than the other thing. Uh, Colonel, what's your final thoughts on the diabolical Dr. Kareem? I think he was cowardly, Timmy. I just think he was cowardly. When you when you kill a person, do it to their face, Timmy. Don't do it. You, you know what, know, though? Put something in their food. And yeah, but you know what? Do all that. Think about this, junky, though. Janky stuff. Well, right. He took off because he's a chicken shit. I get that. But also remember that, you know, he's like getting off on the pain and the suffering that he has in his mind that these people are going through. But, you know, when you, and I assume this, but when you kill somebody, you know, like, it's very messy and all their bowels let go and, like, there's a lot going on, all kinds of shit, and he might not like the messy part. So he just wants to poison them. He just wanted to get out of Dodge. Yeah, imagine that this is what's happening and then he goes because who wants to see them, you know, 
shit themselves and do all that you know, you know death yeah, rattle people, and uh, gas release. They, they pass, yeah, they pass gas, don't they, when they're dead? People, yeah. The uh, corpse. Yeah. So he doesn't want to be around all that. He's very delicate. Well, oh, it's un, unseemly. It is unseemly. Uh, Colonel, do you think he was Jack the Ripper? Oh, of course he was. Oh, my God. Oh, we I have... Con- everybody knew that. We're con- we have a consensus. <laughs> remember, remember that guy that was on our Facebook page who... That's what I'm saying. Food. I'm not oh, having yeah. this discussion. It just... It can only <laughs> go sideways. He did it. He had he a, did it. He had a theory on who was Jack the Ripper, and every time someone would... He asked everyone's theory, and every time someone would give him... Say who they thought it was. Wrong. I don't remember if Dr. Crane. Yeah, he would wrong. say wrong. <laughs> wrong. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember. Well, that brings us to the conclusion of this episode, Brandy. And we would like to thank all of you who support us uh, by listening to the podcast, and especially those who support us financially through Patreon. If you would like to support the podcast on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash historydweebs, all one word, patreon.com slash historydweebs, where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or Colonel. Or just a wee little bit, Timmy. And Colonel is going to now personally thank all of those of you who support us on Patreon. Take it away, Colonel. I am. Let's start with Kim Purple and Baby Sam. And Stevie smiles, smiles. Yeah, they smiled a while. And I thought, I, I oh thought that uh, Stevie Wonder had joined our podcast there for a minute, Colonel. Ugh. <laughs> Emily, Alan Cox. Oh, Sarah that wasn't that wasn't Stevie Wonder, was it? Who sung that song? Sarah smiles. Hall and Oates. Oates. Oh, yeah. Hall Oates. Rachel Goss, Anna Kaufman, Shelby Pelegi. I wonder if she's re- related to Nicholas Pelegi. I don't know. The guy, the Goodfellas guy. Robert Benefield, Gina Green, Andrea, Louise Sedones, Tessie, Alicon Poor, Buffy, Danelle Townsend, Marianne Knight, the Already Gone Podcast, Timmy. One of our favorite podcasts. Absolutely. And Amber. Uh, uh, Nina doesn't swear, Brandy. She doesn't at uh-huh. all. She does when she's drunk, but not on air, devil. Well. Ben Dobrovich, the Bloody Murder Podcast with our friends Tara and Charlie. Bridget Bernard, Cassie, Ki- Cassie Kitchens, Callie Jones, Christy Lee and Canadian True Crime, Carl Asplin, Cheryl LeBlanc, Clark and Diane, and we would like Diane's to give a wonderful birthday. shout out to Diane. Today is her birthday. Yay. Yes. Yay. Happy birthday, Diane. Erica Kinney, Aaron Turner, Marsha Boris, Jay Cleveland Payne, Jamie Dent, Hiro, Jason Dykes, Jeff and Don Chestnut. Jeff went out in his kilt the other day. I now see I I got confused because he said this is the first time in public out in my kilt. And I, I was like, I go out in a quilt all the time, but it's a different it thing altogether. Sometimes we, uh, Jennifer, uh, you know, he just had a birthday too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Dr. Jeff. He did. <sighs> Jennifer Alcott, Jennifer Svoda, Jess, Kelly Charette, Kim Stroop, Christine Malachinsky, Laura O'Reilly, Marsha Boris Marie, Mary Courtney Sheldon, Michelle Johns, Paula Kimes, Sarah Bloom, Sue Van Hook, Shannon Arnold, Shirley, Shirley Strap, who we all love. 
Stephen Potts, Terry Stratford, They Walk Among Us, and also now they have a They Walk in America. They do, They Walk yeah. Among they have, uh, America. And I just, uh, you know, T- apparently they ran out of crime over there, uh, Colonel, in well, they're a polite society. In the UK, huh? They're a polite society. Mm-hmm. Tyrone, Todd Long, Tommy Lane, and Tracy Smith, Timmy. And that's all of our Patreons. Well, we would like to thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Wholeheartedly. Mu- thank you very much. And again, if you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash history reads all one word. Thank you all for joining us, and we will see you again next time on History Dweebs. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Good day. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com style. 